0: everyone to a special event this week as the blue network comes together as we do a few times each year uh, we're actually looking at the opportunity of doing it more times this year throughout the season potentially uh, but the blue network for michigan football is together here to bring you a special episode uh, for before the 2018 football season starts i'm caleb i'm with the blue brother sports cast and i'll be uh, introducing you to the uh, two others who will be joining us today uh, first of all, I will introduce to you our uh, my counterpart, uh, Craig, also with the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Say, what's up, Craig? What's up, fellas, and what's up, Michigan Nation? And then also the uh, third member of our party is uh, Rashawn Reeves, Michigan man, Ray, joining us for this special episode.
1: What's up, fellas, and Wolverine Nation, go blue. Yeah.
0: Yes, and he is uh, with the uh, Blueprint and so together we come and uh, we're part of a group that we've started called the Blue Network, and we uh, collaborate and do great things covering Michigan football all throughout the year. And uh, one of the things that we do is these uh, special video episodes. And so here before the 2018 season starts, we just want to connect and get together and talk about what we've seen a little bit during the off season and what we think we're going to see during the regular season. So I think probably what I'll start off with is asking uh the biggest impression or w- the biggest things that uh, you noticed during the off season for Michigan, uh, let's start with you, Craig. What was something big that you saw during the off season that uh, really impressed you or you really liked?
2: Well, if we're not talking about nervous chickens or anything like that, <laughs> or any, any of that drama kind of going on with the corn and Wilton's bait, but I would say the biggest, most Uh, amazing thing probably was Jim Harbaugh naming a quarterback way before the game starts on Shea Patterson. I was kind of shocked. I thought he was going right up to an hour before the kickoff against Notre Dame. And, no, he surprised me. I think we all—yeah, exactly. We all knew Shea Patterson was going to be the quarterback. But, you know, in Jim Harbaugh form, he always surprises us and does something— uh, that shocked me. And I went, Whoa, Jay Patterson is the quarterback, of course, but he did it like a week and a half, uh, before that. So that to me, you know, that's, that's so not in his wheelhouse, but him, for him to do that just shows that, you know, Jim Harbaugh doesn't, he doesn't follow the rules of us and normal football. He does it the way he does. And I, and I actually kind of enjoy, he
0: always keeps me on my toes. So yeah no definitely agree uh Rashawn, what do you uh what was your reaction to that uh announcement not too long ago about patterson being the starter
1: um i was real um uh, i was kind of shocked that he did let the cut out the bag but um uh, he has a nfl first round draft pick quarterback first time michigan has had one since jim harbaugh in 1984 so that's a long time and um you got that kind of talent. You might as well put it out there and make it known, hey, it is what it is. Deal with it, you know. But um, to answer your question, for me, the biggest thing this offseason season was being Herbert. I mean, getting that strength coach, man, transform this program, not just now, but for years to come. You know, you got recruits, man, all over the country. They talk about him and they talk about the other guy down at Bama and uh acting who the best and I'm like of course being Herbert you see the results one thing you can't knock and like that's results you know he's transforming guys you know that we thought you know was cut up and ripped up but man he in one year one season so that's going to make a big difference and uh, if you guys noticed uh, Jim Harbaugh's last press conference that's what he said he wasn't strong enough you know we got to get stronger we got to get you know bigger we got to get you know, you know, tougher down to there. We, we, we got to make some changes, and he made those changes. You know, and he's been quiet this off season, and um, they try to make up stories, like you said, the chicken thing, anything that can get, because Harbaugh equals ratings. But one thing I like about Coach, he's been quiet, and silence cannot be misquoted.
0: Yeah. No, definitely a different Jim Harbour than we've seen before. And, yes, uh, strength and conditioning. Those pictures, uh, I mean, if anybody's watching this and hasn't seen those pictures, oh, you've yeah. got to check them out. Uh, just miraculous what you've seen. Um, actually, I'm going to go uh, – we're all going to cover different things here because I'm going to go ahead and go the route with uh, Ed Warner. Um, obviously, we can't really see the results yet uh, from that change. Uh, I guess we can't really necessarily see the Patterson results yet either. But – Obviously, with the issues that we've seen, the big issues last year, but the issues we've seen for a couple of years now with the offensive line, uh, it's good to see someone with his expertise. Uh, We've heard a lot of great things. Uh, So a lot of great potential there for some improvement for the offensive line, because uh, let's face it, I mean, we want those guys to protect the quarterback, unlike what happened last year. Uh, So I'm really excited about that. That was I think probably, in my uh, opinion, the area that could have been improved the most, and from what we've been hearing, uh it sounds like they did that and possibly more, so really exciting to hear that um yeah, so a lot did happen during the off season uh in for Michigan around the big ten uh players coming players going uh looking for the two thousand eighteen season though Notre Dame is right around the corner. We're not going to really get in and break down the games uh, specifically that much, Um, but let's go ahead and talk about maybe highlights and um, obstacles for Michigan during the season. Um, For an obstacle, where do you think, obviously Michigan has uh, quite the task ahead of them because they're facing off against uh, number 12, Notre Dame, number four, Wisconsin, number 11, Michigan State, number 10, Penn State, and number five, Ohio State from the preseason AP poll. Uh, what would you guys highlight as some of the biggest obstacles in a schedule like that? Uh, Rashawn, we'll start with you on this one.
1: I mean, um, so they just got to play Michigan football. I mean, I'm really excited about this team. You know, I've been quiet to kind of like coach, you know, you get the trolls and everybody talking and stuff. I said what I'm saying, and I'm going to stick by it. Michigan will win. Not only the Big Ten East and the Big Ten Championship, but the National Championship. You give Jim Harbaugh a first-round draft pick quarterback with this defense, who Don Brown says this is the fastest defense he's ever had. They're already tough and loaded. And, man, now you got an offense with these receivers they develop. Nico Collins coming on, Oliver Martin. I mean, that's why, you know, certain guys transfer. They see the writing on the wall. These guys, big, strong, they can play. So you give a, a, a Jim Harbaugh an offense that can score points, 27 points a game, 30 points a game. With this defense, I like our chances against anybody. I don't care where they ranked in the preseason and all that. These people are still stuck on 8-5 and five last year. But the last time Michigan went 8-5 and five and lost in the Outback Bowl. 1997 guess what they was national champions history does nothing but repeat itself. So.
0: yeah uh is there any one uh one part of the um schedule that you think will be the most trying though not necessarily saying that they'll they'll lose but that might be the closest games the the toughest uh obstacles i mean, I mean obviously everyone's going to talk about ohio state but is there anything else throughout the season that you wanted to point out I mean,
1: it's like when you play Michigan, you You got Michigan on your jersey. You're going to get everybody's best shot. I mean, don't get me wrong. They got to go out and perform and play. But I just think that um, perfect practice makes perfect. And these guys are ready. They're ripped up. Um, but, you know, the Notre Dame game, I, I believe they're going to whoop Notre Dame. I believe, uh, you know, they just physically going to beat them in the trenches. I mean, I'm looking at our team and the transformation. These guys strong with Sean Gary. These guys got something to prove. They got a chip on their shoulder. But i say a tough stretch, probably, uh, I mean, the Wisconsin game, you know, day number four, that's always going to be a, a tough game. You know, Wisconsin always have great linemen, and um, uh, traditionally they're there. And, you know, Sparty, you know, that's going to be, a, you know, a game because Antonio wants to beat us so bad. And until, you know, like we take it, which I think we are now, serious like they are we're gonna whoop them again in east wasteland so and then of course ohio state you know they got a lot to prove and you know they got a, a mess going on right now so you know the michigan game is what all this is about anyway so you know uh those gonna be some tough games you know but i just see us coming out on top i just i don't see us losing you know what i mean and i don't think this is the type of team that's gonna be the stuff i really 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 believe that this is the year of promise
0: Yep. Nope. Yeah. And I'm not coming out saying that uh, we have to anticipate that there will be any losses, but just kind of those tough stretches there, Uh, which you pointing out and looking at Wisconsin, and Michigan State uh, kind of speaks to it because actually there's that stretch where it's uh, home versus Wisconsin. Then it's at Michigan State uh, the next week. And then the bye is the following week after. But then it's Penn State. So three preseason ranked teams Uh, back-to-back-to-back, also with the week off in there, though. Uh, So, Craig, um, your thoughts on just some obstacles that they'll face uh, if you want to target specific games or anything or stretches? What are your thoughts going into 2018? Well, you look at
2: you know, I'll piggyback off of what Sean was saying. You You look at the Michigan Big Ten schedule, look throughout. Oh, there's two games on that schedule that are away. That is Michigan State, big games, in Ohio State. Those two games are away. The rest are at home. Um, I'm always leery of—there's always one game that we go on the road, and I call it the trap game or something like that, a game that we seem to not play our best. And every year, it's always like—either it's at Iowa or something like that. Um, if you think about it, there's only one game from last year that Michigan got whipped up on, and we didn't have a chance. It was a Penn State game. All the other games, we were in that. We were in those games. And if you take, if you add some offense and some scoring, you know, a little bit more TDs on that and get some offense, we would have won those games. Now, if you think about the one trap game you might want to worry about, and that's probably at Northwestern. And Northwestern, like Rashawn was saying, is going to give their all. That's the same team that that beat uh, Michigan State last year in overtime. And Michigan State wasn't nothing to sneeze over. So, I'm always, you, you and I, obviously Caleb are always talking about how we have a respect for uh, what he does there. And he always, uh, has a great football team. He's a great coach. He loves it there and they love him. So they're going to give us our best shot. It's on, on the road and look at Michigan's record on the road, top 25 teams. They haven't beat one in what? And since 2008, I think it was last time they beat it on the road. So... This game talking, you're talking right here at Notre Dame at South Bend is huge. That's, you know, we talked about how big this game is. If you come out right on the beginning and you whip up on Notre Dame and win this, that's great for morality and look back at Michigan and saying, you know what, Michigan can go on the road and beat a team and we're not little pushovers like everybody says we are.
0: Yeah, no, good to point out. Uh, I'm actually going to kind of throw a curveball in, um, into my thoughts on just kind of the, it's something that I've been hung up on for, uh, for quite a while, kind of basically since Jim Harbaugh has been there, but it's basically the month of November, uh, you know, the end of the season. Uh, Mm -hmm. and I think, uh, with what Rashawn was pointing out with the strength and conditioning that the team's gone through, that's going to prove itself in November because it seems like. The, the past three years when Harbaugh has been there, it's been awesome. It's been great, but November comes around and uh, the team is just kind of tired. They're a little bit out of it. Maybe it's been that conditioning and things, but it's also been a growing schedule because uh, out of the three games in November, in the past years, it's been Ohio state and Wisconsin. Then it was Ohio state and Penn state. And another year it was Ohio state and Iowa, but this year, things might uh, be more in Michigan's favor because uh, of course you can't overlook any game, but going into the Ohio state game, Michigan is going to be playing at Rutgers and then versus Indiana. Of course, Indiana is a very credible team, but it's a little different compared to when you have to play thrown Wisconsin, Penn state or Iowa directly yeah. before Ohio state. So um, that, that combined with the conditioning and everything, I think that this could be, uh, great signs for Michigan to have that November that everybody's been looking for, finish the season strong. Uh, but I do, that's been their their trial and test uh, year in and year out since Harbaugh has been there. But this year is looking good with that. So um, as far as with the season, uh, oh, we looked at in general and everything. Do you guys want to get specific with any players uh there have been things said there uh there's news coming out of practices and everything um do one of you want to start with a conversation on uh some people that you're you've heard great things about or that you personally think that you're going to be watching throughout the season you want to go first i got three guys but you can go
2: go ahead yeah, craig I mean, yeah i i if i jump in and just I think we're talking about uh, probably the biggest issue uh, with Michigan last year was that offensive line. And I think, you know, one of the biggest players I'm going to start looking at, and actually there are two of them, but I'm going to call it the anchor. And I'm going to say it's going to be Ruiz or it's going to be Bredesen. And those two guys right there and Ruiz, I think, is going to be my guy I'm going to be looking at because he's going to be anchoring that offensive line. And if that dude, he's an all-American. He's he is strong. He's built uh, like uh, Rashawn was saying. They got Herbert's got those guys working hard. He upped, up up past, past the third quarter, right? We're talking about Michigan seems to be. They get uh, they got kind of tired, and in, in, when the fourth quarter comes around, so it looks like they're ready to go uh, all four quarters. And you take Ruiz anchoring that offensive line. I'm going to be really looking at him to see what he can do at the center position. And um, yeah, I mean, obviously Michigan was really in trouble last year; just couldn't uh, block anybody on the passing game. And so um, he's going to be a big part of that. So and Bredesen, I mean, obviously he will too. He's because you think you take Bredesen too, he's got he's literally replacing mason cole and when you do that that's really tough to do when you get like that who is anchoring that position and he's going to go in and in there and do a really good job i'm hearing a lot of good things about him so
0: all right uh great uh we'll hand it over to you Rashon, then
1: and um breaking news jeff george just transferred the pick uh, oh yeah he didn't yeah. like the mouse <laughs> but anyway um, my three uh, dudes, I should say, uh, Lawrence Marshall is having an outstanding camp, um, John Runyon and uh, Michael Dunford, those guys, day in, day out, hearing they tearing it up, man. You know, they have an outstanding camp. They're standing out separating themselves. And it's really great to hear, uh, especially with uh, John Runyon. You know, because, you know, his dad was a stud lineman at Michigan. and uh, You kind of know what's in his DNA. You've been waiting for it. You add Coach Ed into the mix and you add Ben, the guy gets stronger. You know, he spent another off season. you know, with his father, getting things going. I mean, I'm really excited about him. And uh, it was great to hear that he's having an outstanding camp, and that he stands out and that Michael stands out and that Lawrence Marshall stands out. So it does nothing but just add to our depth, you know. Barring any injuries, I just see Michigan winning out, man. Big 10 national championship, man. I mean, we're going to the college football playoffs, man. That's just from my head and heart. It's the year of promise early at first. Yeah,
0: yeah and we'll be touching on more of that uh, later for sure. Uh, well, I don't want to go like a cliche route, but I'm going to kind of go in a progression here because obviously everybody's going to be wanting uh, Shea Patterson. Um, it's going to be awesome to be able to have a confident, capable quarterback. Uh, We've had, quote-unquote, capable quarterbacks, but uh, we've seen it. We saw it with the documentary from last year and everything. You know, they were missing that confidence a lot. And uh, he's got attitude, and I think he's going to bring something uh, amazing to this team. But I'm going to go where that's going to spread then because uh, I think this wide receiver core is – you know, super special, and it's going to be amazing to see uh, Shea Patterson connect with Tariq Black, Donovan People Jones, uh, Grant Perry. I think that the passing game is going to be amazing. I don't. It's kind of making me wonder, and maybe this will kind of be something that we'll. T- I'll touch on briefly here, but you know, what's going to be more successful, the passing game or the running game? Uh, You know, honestly, it could be a toss up, but I I think the passing game is going to be something amazing this year. And once that uh, gets successful and everything, Kron Higdon and Chris Evans are just going to run all over the place. Yeah, absolutely. Patterson. So uh, I guess with that uh, quick side note, I wasn't really planning on this, but do how do you guys feel? What do you think is going to be more successful? Not necessarily saying the other one's going to suck or not. Uh, live up to potential, but which one do you think is going to be more successful, the running game for Michigan or the passing game? I'll start with you, Rashawn, on this one.
1: You know, uh, I'm just excited because, you know, uh, shout out to Coach Harbaugh, man. He took a lot of uh, eating and stuff like that You know, when he first took over the program and uh, the record against the rivals. Now you've given him the ingredients to go cook that five course meal. First of all, Shea Patterson makes you defend everything, including the unexpected. Mm-hmm. You throw that in, you got two two really starters at running back with Higgins and Evans. Then you throw in, you know, uh, Christian Turner. You can throw in Samuel Taylor. All these guys can run behind this offensive line. So now it's like you can't stack the box. I mean, it's like. And I'm so glad that Coach named his quarterback ahead of time, because now it's like, man, how do you prepare for Michigan? You know, Jim Harbaugh is so innovative uh, offensively. You saw how he took over the play calling for that Ohio State game last year. We should have won that game. But now you're giving him a quarterback. You know that you you're not asking him to go win the game. You just asking him don't lose it. But you got a quarterback that can actually go win the game. So I mean, shoo. I think it's going to be a balanced attack, you know, and uh, I mean it's going to be tough to beat this Michigan team, man. I, I just, people, I've been trying to tell them, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm gonna let the words speak for itself, man.
0: Yeah, it'll be fun to watch for sure. Uh, Craig, what are your thoughts on the subject? Well, you know, Rashawn is absolutely right, but
2: i have I'm, I'm always been old school in the way I've always thought that um, you get a good passing game going, it always sets up the run. And I think you, and the reason why is you get, you start spreading that defense out, and then you get you create a lot more holes, and that uh, secondary starts moving out, five more yards, five more yards, five more yards. They start spreading that field out, and then you get the offensive line that can block. Michigan never had any problem really blocking on the run last year. They were good. They weren't great, but they're good. Good enough that Higdon actually ran all over him he did so much he was a grinder he got those extra two to three yards more than i expected you know when he should have been tackled but you take shay patterson you take a, a offensive line that possibly could break down the guy has wheels he actually mobile he actually extends plays when that happens so that gives us a big edge when it comes to that and then he's such a weapon and they're going to be worried about him so much, and then you get offensive line is able to block them in the run game, and you got Higdon, and that offensive line is gonna yeah, yeah muscles, and man, I'm telling you, those guys are gonna be grinding. and You're gonna see Higdon really hitting the holes. I think Higdon's just gonna run rampant all over teams because they're gonna be so worried about Shea Patterson. Think about it. Last year, missed all nothing no all the teams that went against us all stacked the box. That's all they did is because, you know what, Michigan had no threat throwing the ball um, because, uh, you know, they couldn't block. And so when you had such short blocking with the pass, they stacked the box and Higdon did what he could and the offensive line did what they could. So, but now not this year. And I think uh, this is a year for Shea Patterson to break out. I think the receivers are. Much better. We have talent everywhere. We got Collins, a threat in the end zone, man. You got Tariq Black, like you were talking about. Uh, you got Perry in the slot. And you got Martin out there, too, just in case. And look at all the tight ends, man. We got Gentry. We got Eubanks. We got these guys that are just skyrocketing. And Gentry's sitting there. What, Gentry's sitting there at, what, 6'8", six, 6'9"? Six, I don't know what he is. He's like a monster. He just throw the ball up to him. And that right there, you get that balance going, like Rashawn was talking about, it is deadly. And Michigan didn't have it last year. And think about it, we didn't have it last year, but yet we almost won the games. Still we won almost won a bunch of games doing that. And all we need to do is get yeah, get that going. And yeah, I like I like what I see, man. I really do. Good. Don't forget we
1: got the number one defense in
2: the country. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Explosive offense. And I'm not even getting into the defense, so yeah, yeah. Exactly. Headlock, man. <laughs> what?
0: So, just so that I have it right, were you saying just another balance attack, Craig, or were you saying the running game yeah. over the passing?
2: Well, I'm more of like, I always like I think passing over the running game, but, okay. you, you know, it, I think it, what it is is it's a balance. You have to use the balance where you, you start using the passing game, they don't know what to do, and then they start worrying about that, and then it's the running game. It's yeah, I call it a nice little dance. It's a dance. You know, it really is. It's a dance during the
0: game.
1: Honestly, I think you could slightly say running, because I believe Michigan are going to be up in these games, yeah. and they're going to be running the clock out.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: This ball control offense, you know, is are going to be up in these games? So, you know, I could slightly see running. But, I mean, it's just... Great to have a weapon like this guy. Makes you yeah, defend yeah. everything, man. Well, I mean, I mean, gets I, I mean the
2: first downs, I mean, we're talking about how many games did Michigan all that you needed a first down to win? I mean, we had so many games. We All we had to do was get a first down, extend plays, get the—,
1: yeah, was the short still.
2: Yeah, we are so short, and we couldn't get that, and it gave the ball back to the other team to win it or run the clock out, and it was so unnerving to watch that, and yet— that's what we're going to see this year. I, I don't think we're going to see that anymore. I think that when it gets to a close game, get Shea Patterson, you're going to have Pignan, and These guys are going to be able to get the first down. I really do. I believe that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've been focusing on uh player specific, but now we're going to take a step back and so we're going to step back away from Michigan football for a second and talk about the big 10. Um, I uh, want to kind of get some quick opinions from you guys. Um, We'll start with the West on who you guys think will come out of the West, uh, win the West, uh, who potentially could be a surprise team out of the West, kind of like maybe your second pick or somebody that maybe uh, just wasn't a team that wasn't uh, very popular last year that might make great strides this year. Uh, And then we'll talk a little bit about the East and some things. And then we'll, of course, get into the discussion of what our overall thoughts are for 2018, even though we've already discussed it a little bit, but we'll get into that. Uh, later on so uh, Craig we'll we'll bounce right back to you then um, as far as the West goes who do you think is going to come out to win that division uh, and then who do you think might be kind of like a sleeper team that might be able to shake some things up there in the race in the West well obviously the West the big pick is going to be Wisconsin <clears throat> you know they're always
2: and they should be the favorite to get one of the best running backs I think in the Big Ten um, you know, Higman's going to be one. I do, but, you know, they've already got uh, Wisconsin's running back. The guy's a sophomore. I believe he's awesome. And uh, I think that's a given if you take Wisconsin and what they have, and they got um pretty good uh, run, uh, quarterback there. Um, but I'm going to pick um, my head's kind of going to lean towards Nebraska, only because they got a lot of guys returning. They got a good team. I believe they have a new coach. There happening and um, I'm going to pick Nebraska out of that. I usually go with Iowa all the time because they always have a good team and uh, friends always does a good job of coaching them. Uh, But I'm going to pick Nebraska as they're on their way up. And I think they've got a little swag against up with them. So uh, I'm going to pick Wisconsin's the safe pick out of the West, but uh, you know, Nebraska uh, Nebraska's knocking on the door there. So,
0: so picking Wisconsin, and then your uh, up-and-coming is watching out for Nebraska. All right, yeah. and uh, Rashawn, what are your sh- uh, thoughts on the uh, West Division?
1: I mean, I uh, kind of uh, back up what my brother just said, but uh, I got a shocker. I'm going to go with Nebraska winning the West. Yeah. Wisconsin finishing second. Uh, kind of like Scott Frost, man. I like his swagger, like his edge and the back and coach. You know, and uh, now you about to give him, you know, slightly uh, better talent than he had. You know, at UCF, and uh, he really, really like he's like Coach Harbaugh, man. You know, he back is alma mater. He wants to win. He wants to win now, and uh, he likes being under the radar. And uh, but just you know, watching some interviews and watching some of the moves he make, and I believe that, uh, I believe they're gonna win the West. They're gonna shock some people. They're gonna win the West. Yeah, Nebraska. And uh, for a sleeper team, I'm going to have to say Iowa That'd be my sleeper. But I do believe Wisconsin will probably finish second. But you got to watch Iowa as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. Iowa is definitely that one that you just never know. They always hang around. They always do that they, every year. They
2: kill, they kill momentum, man. They, they
0: ain't killers over there. Yeah, they, yeah, they did that to uh, Ohio State last year. Um, yeah. yeah, so I'm going to um, – follow up with the guys, uh, Wisconsin. Yeah. Is definitely kind of the favorite. I'm probably going to go ahead and say that. I think that they're going to be the ones that wind up winning that division. I definitely understand and agree with, uh, Nebraska and Iowa being in there, uh, in that discussion and everything. I actually kind of feel that second place and, or the surprise contender, I would probably actually hand it to Iowa. Um, just kind of breaking things down a little bit more. Um, uh, Wisconsin will be, uh, they all play each other. Iowa, Nebraska, and Wisconsin, they all play each other. But Wisconsin has to go through playing Michigan uh, and Penn State. Uh, sure, while yep. Iowa only faces Penn State uh, for the crossover game this year. But then Nebraska has the grueling schedule of facing Michigan, Ohio State, and Michigan State. So that's, yep. uh, I looked into the schedule a little bit more. So that, Ask, but, no, but. Sorry. Yeah, Yeah. but Scott, I do agree. Scott Frost, I think, is going to do something different in Nebraska. Um, uh, Two teams that I'm going to quickly mention, not necessarily as being contending for the West, but that might surprise some people. Uh, We already discussed a little bit as a potential trap game. But, yeah, watch out for Northwestern, and people are really high on Purdue maybe being able to do some this year. And, again, I'm not saying that they're going to win the division, but they might be able to knock off somebody if they're not paying attention. So,
2: uh, and they well, love the coach over there I mean they do, they love yeah. Purdue
1: loves their coach so
0: yeah, and, Yeah, and he's been doing some good stuff so that'll be interesting to watch that um, this will kind of go into talking uh, more what we're going to see as the big picture for Michigan uh, in the east uh, obviously we kind of have the four juggernaut teams of the east and then kind of everybody else hanging out there but uh, we'll go ahead and jump in on the discussion then of what we anticipate for the breakdown of what's going to happen in, in the East. Kind of the same thing that we just discussed with the West. Who do we think is going to win? Who's, who's going to be right there? And maybe a team that might get some surprise wins or something there in the East. Uh, we'll bounce it back uh, backwards this time. So, uh, Rashawn, we'll go to you uh, for your thoughts on the East. Oh. Uh-huh
1: y'all already know I'm going with Michigan winning the East and Ohio taking second Um, I guess you could say it's going to be between um, see people you can't count out Penn State either Um, you know even though they lost Barkley they still got a source or whatever and uh, Franklin's doing a good job you know with that team you know instead of rebuilding he reloads so I think third going to come between Sparty and uh, Penn State, but I'm going to go with Penn State. I honestly don't believe Michigan State is going to have uh, the year that people think that they're going to have. You know, it's just something about that team. I just don't think. I think they overachieved last year, and uh, they riding a hot horse, and I believe that uh, pride come before the fall, as Antonio would say. <laughs> I just, I just don't, I just don't think they're gonna have a year that people gonna have, think they're gonna have. So, I'm gonna go with Penn State third
0: and Sparty fourth. Okay, all right, thank you for that. And then, uh, Craig, uh, if you would share your thoughts with us.
2: Well, I, you know, I was listening to uh, Sirius Radio. I was listening to a college radio station on that and listening to what they had to say, and they were talking about the Big Ten, and they were, every one of them said the Big Ten Conference right now uh, is one of—it it is the best right now And what's going on over the SEC, over the ACC, all of them, out of the pac all of them. And they're actually right, because you got five teams or four teams right now—Michigan State, Michigan, OSU, and Penn State—all vying for that East spot. I think, and it's gonna be a dragged out fight, and that's exactly what's gonna happen this year and and me i I think it's gonna be uh come down to Michigan, and I think it's gonna come down to Penn State. I think mcSorley's just the dudes probably he's already got him they already got him in the Heisman talk this year because he did so well. Um, They do have – you had Barkley's gone, yeah, but they actually got another running back in his place that's really good too um, that got a lot of cares against Michigan, and he did really well against us. So, But I'm going to kind of put it between those two. The reason I don't have Ohio State there is because they do have a – they're breaking in a new quarterback. Um, He is talented, but uh, it's usually tough the first year getting a, a first quarterback coming in, a rookie, um he's had some playing time against Michigan but uh uh I'm going to put Penn State and Michigan and I'm going to have Michigan uh out of the Big 10 east there so that's right because of that,
0: man so you're saying uh so just to make sure that I got it right uh you're saying Michigan then Penn State then Ohio State
2: I'll say Michigan Penn State and Ohio State right and okay. then Michigan state right
0: yeah. yeah i i'm actually uh i mean i don't think shock anybody miss Mich- uh i'm anticipating michigan come out the east uh you know our time and as everybody's saying so much talent uh i'm kind of concurring with craig where i i kind of feel i don't know what it is uh I, well i mean so much is going on so maybe that's contributing it but I, it's one of those feelings and actually i've already had two <laughs> two things happen that i anticipated would ha- uh occur with uh, ohio state where i was going to say in 2018 we're probably going to beat them but something stupid's going to happen and they're going to have all the excuses in the world to say why we beat them. And here's all this stuff going on at Ohio <laughs> state with urban Meyer. So now they they've got like, they've got lists now. Yeah. They've got this list that they can go back to and just be like, Oh, Hey, you know, now, uh, now this is why you beat us because of X, Y, and Z. Like, it's not just one thing. They've got multiple things. So I feel like that could happen, but I also feel like it could be, for them, essentially, because of all the success that Urban Myers had, a technically a "quote unquote" down year, um, and it, they could possibly slip into the third spot into the East. So I, I would not count that out. I would agree with that, and also agreeing with you, Rashawn, where I feel like not and not that none of these teams are going to that any of them are going to do bad, but I don't see I don't see it for Michigan State. I don't really see it for Penn State everything seems to be looking up for Michigan while all Ohio state, Penn state, Michigan state, you just look at it. And you know, I don't feel it adding up for them. Uh, so yeah, it'll be kind of,
2: yeah, do you think, um, you know, because uh, a lot of teams, Lewerke, I mean, you know, that he came on the, you know, when he came around, he ran the ball. A lot, a lot of people couldn't stop him, but you know, maybe a lot of teams found, uh, figured out how to stop the work you you think maybe this is a year to do that so that's what i think
0: uh yeah yeah it's very possible uh you know that that's the thing with uh coaches first years at programs like scott frost at nebraska and also first year for quarterbacks uh you know there there's always that nuance and the different things that they uh other programs have to account for in the game planning so it's always a little bit tricky so i would agree with that
2: yeah but there you go. Yeah, I know there's something about Michigan State, like I was saying, that uh, maybe a lot of teams, I think a lot of teams are going to be gunning for him because they're going to look at him and say, this guy likes to throw it, but he also loves to run it through the middle. He's a, he runs it, and he burned Michigan on a couple times doing that. Not this time. Not I mean, not with this defense. Not with that. I mean, that's not going to happen. He's There's too many teams going to be looking for that now. That's how usually quarterbacks during the year get uh, a lot of teams off guard because they're not sure how to handle a quarterback like that, because he does, he likes to uh, run the ball. You know, when he gets a chance, he'll run it and he's good at it. And so I think a lot of teams will be waiting for that. You're going to get somebody in the Viper position is going to be scouting him. And that's what you're going to see. You're see Klee cuts and these the big dudes going to wait for him. So,
0: Yeah. Can definitely see that happening. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, so we've been building up to it. Uh, so here uh, towards the end of this episode and everything, definitely just kind of talking about the big picture, what we think will happen. Uh, I want you guys to share with me um, what you think the uh, regular season record is going to be for Michigan. Um, and then obviously uh, feed that into uh, what's going to happen with the Big Ten title game uh, and then talk a little bit about the playoffs, but kind of focus uh and talk a little bit about what you think is going to happen with the regular season overall, and share records. So, uh, Craig, we'll start with you, uh, and then we'll go Rashawn, and then I'll wrap things up with that discussion. So, Craig, go ahead.
2: Well, I'm um, you know I'm looking at the schedule, and I'm saying you know Michigan's going to do really really well for a long time. To, there's a you know it could be a trap game depending on what game you're talking about. Could the trap game be against Nebraska? Like I was saying. I think they're going to have a pretty good team, but Nebraska's got to come to the big house too. Or could it be Northwestern at Northwestern? Could be, that'd be the other one I would say, um, would be the one. I'd say the the team that's going to be really tough at that time would probably be at Michigan would be Wisconsin that Rashawn was talking about. Um, can Michigan do it? And you know what? Just given the schedule looking up right there, I think Michigan's going to have their groove and their offense going. Um, I would say maybe one loss. I actually – there's probably one loss on here I see um, just based on the fact that Michigan's got a pretty favorable games at home. Uh, like I said, Michigan State's away and Ohio State's away. The rest of the games that are tough are at home. So I think Michigan probably is going to come away with one loss probably – I would say that would be the safe thing.
0: So, so you're looking at eleven-one season, and then uh what what are you looking at for the uh postseason for the Big Ten for the playoff for bowl season? What's what are your thoughts?
2: Well, I say if we get to the Big Ten, are you talking about the conference championship? Yeah, yeah, I see them winning that. If they can get to that, sure. And then yeah, I see them getting into the playoffs, and then. Um, um, depending on who they go, you know, play. I mean, if you're saying, can they get to the national championship? I do. That it all depends on this offense, really, because I know the defense is. I mean, this is the number one defense last year. This defense is just they're they're awesome. Last year, it's just you know, can we get the run, the passing game going? I think we can. So we got we got too many good veterans on the offense not to have a good year. Um,
0: yeah. Nope, for so, sure. Changes come to the offense, that's for sure. So uh, You're saying can they beat Alabama or Clemson?
2: Look, Clemson's walking into this year with probably the <clears> – <throat> I mean, they got all-stars on that defense like crazy. I don't know if you saw it. It's, it's sick. I don't think I've ever seen a defense like this. They're going to be matching up with Michigan. So I don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like. It's really tough to say Michigan – can win it all, of course they can. That's, you know, I know that. That's, they got the
0: oh. um All right, we'll hand things off to Rashawn then.
1: You know, I, I see them um, winning it all, man. I don't see them losing. You know, so um, I've been saying it all summer. You know, I study a lot of film on this team. We've been in every game. Like, the only game we really wasn't in was the Penn State game. Yep. You know, and we was basically handicapped we didn't have a quarterback <laughs> complete i mean and we had young receivers you saw that problem we had a weak team so to speak you know they wasn't strong like they are now and uh you give them harbaugh all the ingredients for the championship there's no excuses you know so i'm going i'm going all the way baby i mean undefeated, 12 our regular season. And uh, all you got to do is get to the, to the college football playoffs. And I like Michigan chances, because what they say, defense won championships. I believe this offense is going to be explosive. This guy, Shea Patterson, man, like I said, makes you defend everything, including the unexpected. Now you're talking about the number one defense where they got points and a lead to play with now. And I, I just I just really just the year of promise, man. I just I just really feel a lot of ninety seven going on right now. Yeah. Ninety seven. So I'm going Michigan all the way. i will be shocked if they lose a game.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's something good to point out about Michigan being able to play with the lead and have that defense. So yeah, that's an interesting thing to point out. Uh it could be vastly different for them this year playing like that. Yeah. Um yeah, for me, I'm it, there's obviously a lot of questions there. It's always so tough when you come into the season and it's, uh, there was no spring game. So there was no reference to see anything, but obviously so much progression has uh, occurred from what we've heard. Uh, and some of the things that we've seen uh, since when the spring game would have occurred. So that even really wouldn't be the best reference, but uh, yeah, uh, a lot of progression all across the board, uh, the strength and conditioning, I know this team can go 12-0. and um, I'm, I, I guess I would be going with this as I did a couple things last year where I was like, I know this team can win this game. But I also kind of think that they need to prove it. I'm going to go more with Craig with saying 11-1. and uh, You know, because some of those fluky weird things happen and and I hate it. And right. I know that they can overcome it. And that they, it doesn't have to happen. Um, but, you know, the the Iowa's ha- and those things that you hate to see happen. So I'm going to go with 11-1 for the regular season. But I do see, you know, finally breaking that terrible lawn streak since, gosh, what is it? 2006 or was it 2003, the last Big Ten title uh, for Michigan? So I see them taking that and making it to the college football playoff. It is definitely hard to say because then – at uh, that stage of the game, um, you're going to be playing against most likely two experienced playoff teams, uh, whether you're looking at uh, Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, or even Oklahoma at this point, all teams with uh, college football playoff experience. So to say exactly how far it's going to go, I, kn- I know and I believe that this team can win it all. Um but at this stage, with the first game being next week, uh, I, I, I'd i like to see some. So I'm putting it down as a, a one loss on the season, and we'll see how it goes from there. Uh, and again, like I said, not downing them, not doubting them, just knowing that some of that weird stuff happens. Uh, so believing in it all and waiting to see how it rolls out then. So uh, do you guys have uh, any anything that you want to add to the 2018 kind of preview thoughts, expectations, uh special notes or anything at this point?
1: I'm ready for some football. Yeah, for what I don't like that.
0: Ready for some football for sure. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. It's going to be great yeah. to get back it into Yeah. Yeah.
2: It seems like it's been a long year. So, you know, it's been a long year just based on the fact is, you know, knowing you've only you only threw 8 TDs through the air. Yeah. Through the whole year, I mean, and, and two, I think, what, two or three of those were bombs, like half field, <laughs> I mean, were caught by Tariq Black or something, and so, you know, those were just, like, bombs to the end zone, so two of those, so actually six, but look at that, and it was such a tough year, and you look what this team is doing, like, and then you have Herbert just with the strength and the conditioning and seeing those picks, yeah, it's, Man, it makes you so excited, but yet, like I was saying, Kayla, we're laughing because I said, it, it makes you, I don't want the summer to go, you know, I love the summer, but yet you want, the summer has to go by quickly in order for football season to get here in Michigan football. And man, I tell you, when you're excited, man, football goes by fast, so I can't wish it too quickly, but yet, man, it's going to be Man, it's going to be a big day. It's a big day, man. It really is. For Michigan fans, it's such a big time, especially this year, just especially with what I'm seeing and seeing with Shea Patterson, seeing what the offense is doing. This, Yeah, it's crazy. It's going to be a really good year for us.
0: Yeah. Rashawn, uh, anything here kind of before the end of the episode?
1: Oh, man, I'm just ready for some football, man. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, Hey, let's let's do it, man. All that talking now, we working. It's ready. Put up and shut up. No, I'm ready.
0: Yep, yep. It's, it's been pretty quiet for Michigan. Uh, again, like you guys said, Jim Harbaugh is in a different mode, so expecting different things. Really excited about it to see it happen. Uh, we're gonna be working together. We're gonna be collaborating. We're it's this is definitely not gonna be a weekly thing, but chances are we're gonna be doing some things like this throughout the entire season. Uh, so we appreciate you guys tuning in and checking out, checking out the blue network, stopping by and uh, hearing from the blue brother sports cast and the blueprint. Uh, so, you know, uh, from all of us here, uh, Craig and Caleb with the B- blue brother sports cast and Rashawn, Michigan man, Ray with the blueprint. We appreciate you guys tuning in, listening to us. Yeah. Uh, we love the Michigan family and we got this guys. This is yeah, the year. Man. This is the year. Exciting. Yep. Yeah.
1: Don't make me look like a genius, Michigan. Go blue. blue.
0: All right. Go blue.